Hey everyone, and welcome to our first podcast for 2020. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! So last year, 2019 was a big year for Tonk House. I mean, we always say it every year, but then really last year was unlike any other year. First of all, we published the Dam Keeper children's book in Japan and Korea. And we also published the last installment, the third book in the Dam Keeper graphic novel series. Right. And we did two big major events last year, uh, one being uh, our first Hong Kong Film Festival, uh, which ran for uh, a duration of four weeks in Tokyo, Japan. Which is a long time for a film, for a festival. film festival. We also uh, ran our first exhibition uh, in Seoul, Korea, in Korea for the first time, mm -hmm. and that ran for four months over the summer. It's a big one. That was a big one. Uh, one of the major achievements also is that uh, we had been working with uh, our partner studio, Cuckoo Studios, uh, on uh, this Netflix series, Go Go Corey Carson. Yeah, we work as kind of their art department supporting their uh, series. That's coming out. Like, it's coming out. Any day. Yeah, we also were excited this year to get into development on two projects. Uh, one of the projects has been announced, Oni, with Netflix. Uh, we're developing that series right now. And also, we have this secret project uh, in development with Apple. Uh, we just can't say what it is just yet, but then that's super exciting too. And internally, we built a new project that we call Acorns that this year we'll be releasing more content for. Right, and this podcast is focused on interviewing you. I mean, you mm. took over as the solo decision maker, uh, basically CEO of Tonko House uh, over a year ago. Right. And uh, you talked about the struggles and challenges and, and also achievements and how you see the industry. Uh, so that's really what this podcast is about. Hi, everyone. Um, 2019. Pretty much the end of the year. Yes. Um, and uh, we thought it would be great to uh, talk about the recap of 2019 and uh, what to look forward to in 2020. But in particular, um, I thought it'd be really interesting to focus on what Robert went through this past year, how he sees uh, the growth of Tonko House, uh, because about a year ago, uh, you took over uh, the position of the solo uh, leadership of the company, in a way. Um, that's not the way to say it. <laughs> well, I mean, I think there's still like a leadership group here yeah. at Tonko House, but uh, previous to last November, uh, the partners of Tonko House US, which is you, me, and uh, Zen Miyake, uh, ran the company together. So every Saturday we would get together um, to really make big decisions for the company on a week by week basis. Mm -hmm. um, but all the decisions always had to go between the three of us. <clears throat> Um, and the three of us uh, decided that that really wasn't working well for the company as we were scaling. Uh, maybe when we were smaller, mm -hmm. um, it actually worked out great. We were like a little garage band. And, um, but as we kind of scaled and got bigger, it, you know, s deciding on whether or not the company should be buying erasers um, right. on a Saturday. And we argue for like a day. Yeah, yeah. on the philosophical <laughs> purpose of erasers and their value. Um, uh which, you know, I think was great because I think we're all passionate, thoughtful people who um, share sort of a vision for what Tonko House could be, but had different ideas of, of how to reach that. Mm -hmm. And we decided to, um, you know, one of us should take on the helm as kind of the head of the group. Yeah. Um, and in honest truth, at the time, I thought for sure it needed to either be you or Zen, mm -hmm. uh, mostly because we do a lot of, a lot of our partners, our investment partner is all in Japan. And uh, even though I have a Japanese last name, uh, as you like to point out, I don't speak any Japanese at I all. I never point out. Um, while I, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's so many, I guess. Uh, but uh, so I thought for sure, sure that the two of you would be the likely candidates. Um, However, when talking amongst ourselves and talking through it, um, you both felt that uh, it was a role that um, I should take on. Yeah, I think, um, um, you know, since I've known you from Pixar days, that you are in 
particular, I mean, both of you and I have been in elitist roles for quite a long time in our careers, but then I think you definitely possess the quality that could lead and inspire a group of people, in particular a group of difficult artists, you know. Um, Those are your words, not mine. Yeah. But, but you know, I think in a way that uh, you, it felt like uh, you were fit to be the sole decision maker. And of course, we always are there to support, right? But instead of, you know, making decision, three people making decision together, we said, we have to have one person accountable for the decision of uh, our business. Right. I, I think one of the hardest parts about making that decision was really uh, on some level deciding to give up. At first, uh, I think at first blush, feeling like I was stepping back from a sort of a director role or a creative uh, role, um, which actually is not entirely true. Um, I think what the one way I look at it is that... Uh, this would also free up your time to be able to focus more on specifically creative so that you weren't being drawn into all these different decisions. At the same time, I feel like you and I have worked together for a long time and out of everybody at the studio had developed a bit of a shorthand on how to collaborate and work together. And I think the real challenge would become how do we continue to take advantage of what both you and I bring to the table creatively, but kind of our responsibility at the company would shift um, to allow each of us to focus on different things. So while I was no longer going to be helming or directing my own independent uh, individual project, um, uh, I would be overseeing the creative here at Tonko House. Of course, even now, as we speak, as we record this uh, podcast, Robert is uh, drawing uh, a nice design work for Oni, the project that I'm heading right now, but of course I always ask Robert to help uh, drawing-wise or the story-wise, and so in a way you're still very, very heavily involved with the creative of Tonko House, but uh, thanks to this change, I uh, this entire year of 2019, I have been way more focused on uh, writing and drawing and painting uh, for my project. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And, you know, part of it is also uh, today's podcast. I'd love to talk, I mean, ask you, you know, the company grew this year tremendously, mm -hmm. you know, not just in terms of the size, but also the uh, solidity of uh, our future and, and the projects. And um, but also, I think individually, everybody just made such a jump uh, in their respective fields of responsibilities. Mm -hmm. But I think it's kind of, uh, it goes without saying that you probably made the most transformation uh, to a lot of our eyes and uh, because it's such a new role for you in your career. Um, and I, I, I can say it probably was a very challenging year for you. Um, and I think if you could just start talking about from the beginning of this year, how it started and you know, um, some of the projects that might have been very challenging for you in terms of running a company and how you try to help uh, individuals here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, when, when uh, I mean, both you and I studied art, we studied illustration in, in, at university and college. Um, there's nothing uh, that I feel like I have specifically studied that has prepared me for um, feeling any sort of confidence that, yeah, this is something I'm built for. I feel like out of everything, much like Tonko House has been from the beginning, it's many things come out of necessity. And I think that's what we signed up for in the very beginning is um, it's not about being in a place of sort of luxury and comfort. It's sort of finding comfort in the um, experience of trying something new, growing. And I feel like it would be um, the beginning of the end of our company if I did not take this role seriously and this sort of um, capabilities that I have, uh, try to balance it by surrounding myself with incredible people that I really trust. And I think the year overall for me has been about that. I really appreciate, you know, you talking about me so showing some sort of change over time. But I, I feel like, too, like 
over time, I think the biggest achievement has been in the reallocation and shifting of people uh, here at Tonko House and sort of finding the, the ways to get the best out of the people who we do have here. And um, I think that continues to evolve, but I feel like, you know, it's not like anything that I, that has been done at the company is any single person's achievement. Right. Um, there's a lot of, you know, like specifically, for instance, Zen and I have partnered over the year to really figure out some of the hard problems um, that are non-creative in some, not non-creative, but not in the making of our creative material contents. Yeah. Um, but I think like uh, one of the things that has um, that became very clear to me from the very beginning and everybody that I trust sort of I talked to in the beginning of like be real with me. What, are, what is your analysis of my leadership? Where are holes in my leadership? And one of the things that came up very consistently was my ability to say no. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people talked about how you're really nice, but I worry that in this position, you are not capable of saying no to things. Mm-hmm. Um, and in January of this, the, this year, this last year, you know, this transition happened in November by January the number of things that were on the plate that were solely my decision suddenly um, to say yes or no to, even though it, it was the kind of legacy of all the work we did together, was saying like yes and no to different things. Um, and that sort of is what launched us into our year. Um, what would we try to achieve this year? And we try, you know, one of the big goals was to try to get one of our development projects uh, into green, greenlit, right? Um, we didn't necessarily achieve green light, but we were able to get uh, two of our projects picked up by major distributors and partners. Um, so that was huge. But, you know, at the beginning of the year, uh, it also meant like we had several projects in development. We had more than what we have in development now. Um, so part of it was also finding ways to resolve those projects mm-hmm. or put those projects to bed for a little bit, put them on the shelf. Um, that was not easy. Um, saying no to those things affected not necessarily no, but arriving to that place where again, both the creators and Tonko House uh, are still kind of arrived there together mm-hmm. is sort of my philosophy or hope for the best case scenario. And um, I think like uh, the projects themselves and learning to say no to things um, was really difficult, you know, really difficult. And I can't say that that's something I'm good at, but I feel like what I have done is more and more try to surround myself with people who don't allow me to get away with not saying no. Um, and that has a lot to do with our producers here, you know, uh, Megan Bartell and Courtney Lockwood. Um, but yeah, that, that I think, you know, uh, is one of the most difficult things because I, I kind of like enabling people to do whatever. Right their heart and desire says and trusting that instinct. So I think that's always the balance, right? Even for an artist, not even as like, I don't really see myself as not an artist. I feel like I'm an artist who is in a position to run a company, which is very different than, you know, uh, a lot of other companies out there, but that's the perspective I take. And I, it is, you know, I do have a sensitivity for creatives, but I also have a great appreciation for production. Mm -hmm. Um, so trying to seek that balance and trusting instinct versus the practical, um, because I don't think instinct is always alignment with practical um, and trying to arrive at places uh, together with the team, I think, has been the, the biggest shift or change. You know, it's no longer. I think as a director, great directors that I feel like I've seen working are always so good at getting people aligned, not through telling them what not to do, but focusing them on like what the goal is, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, I think of it as almost like there's always that way of leading that you place a sandbox around things Mm -hmm. and limit people. And I I do fundamentally believe in that, but I also think that there's such a thing as defining the core of something, but letting things sort of bleed and blur into each other. Um, And I feel like the, over the year, it's really been a bit of back and forth with that, you know? Yeah. I think, um, you know, last year we, had to stop our major project, the Dam Keeper feature, uh, mm-hmm. because of a uh, you know, mixture of events that happened to this distributor and our executives and and even our creatives. But um, but I think it's uh, you know since then, since the middle of last year, that we started to develop a lot of different stories. 
And there are two projects I can think about right now in particular that we put a lot of time and energy and resources into. And, and you have to actually uh, put a stop on those projects. Is that those are the projects that are that you were talking about? Like you have right. actually, you know, that's a, I, I'm assuming that brings a lot of disappointment to the creators of right those projects and um but i think it's 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 there's a fine line uh, i think some people and even me myself included i think tonkas uh, sometimes represents and it gives this illusion that like oh tonkas is a place where you do whatever you want which is not exactly the case we want to of course do what we want to do but based on the strong conviction or the cause uh, the, that, that, that's in alignment mm-hmm. with, you know, the vision that we put out as a company. Uh, so it's not about like doing anything you want, but even that, like, it's really difficult to find the line because yeah. it's, you know, everybody yeah. has a cause and there's a reason why they love to do what they want to do. And to say, we have to put it aside for now so we can focus on these things, you know, yeah, I, I think that um, you and I talked about this all the time when we were in an art department is that an ideal group of people, um, you know, a lot of the way design groups work is sort of review based. Mm-hmm. You do a bunch of work, you, you get a kickoff, you do a bunch of work, you put it in front of a director or um, someone who's in charge of making decisions. And then based on that review, you do another iteration. Um, I think that that obviously works because we've seen it work many times, but I, I actually think that what creates the highest quality product, what creates the best work in the end is actually a clarity of vision from the get go. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying that everything is figured out because then that eliminates the need for a design process, mm-hmm. but the clarity of purpose the clarity of a kickoff and trying your best to always make the kickoff stronger and better is sort of the most important part to me of uh, creating quality work. Mm -hmm. And I I think that uh, it's not always, you're not always in a situation or a case where you have that. I feel like that is sort of what you're talking about a little bit where um, if we could kind of clearly tell everybody who comes to Tonko House and who we believe in and uh, who joins our studio to make things and we could tell them mm-hmm. very clearly the vision of Tonko House, mm-hmm. that would be amazing because I feel like then mm-hmm. it really is about trusting people's vision mm-hmm. th- within kind of the parameters of what we've articulated to be our hope and mm-hmm. aspiration as a company. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the more people who are able to get behind that, the stronger the studio becomes, the stronger our vision becomes. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, vision is not something so simple to articulate. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, for us, the hope and the aspiration is actually that the people that come here are willing to join our group to help define what that is. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the the important part of what we do is to acknowledge that narrative and what we create, the content we create, does have the ability and capability of creating impact. Mm-hmm. And that impact is not just entertainment. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's always a place for things that purely entertain. Mm -hmm. Um, And there is a positive effect of that. But I also think that for the world that we want to live in and the capability that we have and where our passion lies, we're trying to find a way to use narrative as a way to positively influence our world, Mm -hmm. Um, not just for ourselves, but for our children and for, you know, our audience Mm -hmm. ultimately. And I I think like in all of that, that is a constantly evolving Mm -hmm. idea. Mm -hmm. And because of that, it is through the work of our creatives, our people, ourselves, that we do sometimes experiment Mm -hmm. and not quite achieve what we set out to do. Um, in that, I don't see it as a failure. I just see it as part of our growth. Yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, just let's say, you know, one of the projects uh, developed by Chris Sasaki, uh, you have to actually put a stop. But because of that, you know, it was a disappointment. I mean, you were disappointed. You were very invested in that story. Too. Yeah, it's an amazing um, project. Yeah. But then because of that decision, you know, Chris now develop another project um, which 
actually is much more in alignment with the vision of Tonko House. And, you know, uh, I honestly feel like Chris Sasaki's pure potential as a storyteller. And that project got picked up. And um, and I now that's one of the uh, major projects that Tonko is going to invest in next year. Um, if you hadn't had a, you know, courage to say no to the other one, that project might have not have been born. Yeah, and I, I, I actually do think that the project that Chris was working on, it was sort of a darker project, more, I would say, more of a uh, matured audience. Uh, it carried heavy themes and, you know, it was a period piece. While animated, it was a period piece, which, you know, I, I think when you put all those things together, um, the risk factor on it was really high. Mm -hmm. Fundamentally, at the core of it was a, was a story I really believed in and a message I really believed in. And I do think it actually fits within uh, our vision for what we want to put out there. Mm -hmm. But it's a very difficult project mm -hmm. to sell. And I think for the scale of studio that we are right now and for the sort of um, uh, target mm -hmm. of where we want to be and how we want to enter into this bigger market, mm -hmm. It just was a little too far outside the scope of mm -hmm. like what, you know, what I really felt was um, a risk that was sort of within the realm of what we were capable of taking right now. I still would love, you know, to make that project. I still believe in that project and I still think that it, but I also think it takes the right partner, mm -hmm. you know, it takes the right sort of partner and distributor that really fundamentally understands and believes it. Mm -hmm. um, and I also think that, you know, Tonko House as a studio, we need to decide whether, you know, where that sort of content fits within, mm -hmm. you know, we talked about even, do we create an alternative brand since we're sort of more known for family content? Mm -hmm. And this definitely does not necessarily mm -hmm. land within that. And you know, it's decisions like that that I feel like from the outside probably seem simple. Like, no, you guys are like a family. Mm -hmm. But I also think that we are defined by the people that are here. Mm -hmm. And this is something that a project that Chris passionately and I mm -hmm. passionately believed in. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, it's those decisions overall. I feel like what we say yes to, what we say no to that define, mm -hmm. I think, the company, the studio, yeah. our vision. Um, and again, I, I, I think everything about Tonko House for me, while other people may have lived it, is new. Yeah. You know, I've never... Chris is both a friend, but also a creator that I really believe in and I want to support, not just um, his stories, but, you know, build the company through his growth overall. Mm -hmm. And um, and yeah, I'm really happy with what he's making, you know, now. I think he's... I, I hope he's really happy mm -hmm. now, but... Um, he seems really happy about it and but it's a challenge you know Chris is a designer like us he's uh, he's in a, he's a really good writer um, he's really capable but you know this year he had to take on whole new things mm -hmm. um, and I think it's the same for you right like uh, the the, pro <laughs> the development that you've done this year is unlike any development mm -hmm. that we've ever done before mm -hmm. um, and uh, everybody at the studio in many ways I feel like we're trying to find people who are appropriately challenged by the reality of what they need to do in order to achieve it just like I am um, I feel like you know the creative endeavor you have in front of you is unlike anything we've faced before even together as a group you and I mm -hmm. directing together but now individually that you're sort of looking at and having to build your own team mm -hmm. and go through it is like a whole new mm -hmm. experience that Part of me is like, yeah, you could totally do it, but also we've never done anything like this before, you know. Um, I think that's exciting, but I also think in there is a room for not achieving, not the path may not go the way we want it mm -hmm. to go. Mm -hmm. um, I think this is the reason why we started Tongo House mm -hmm. is to face things that were bigger than us and try to, you know, try to face down those things mm -hmm. that are uh, that are going to make us hopefully better people, better artists. Right. Um, I hope I don't know and then you know obviously uh, there are two major events we ran this year um, you know every year since the start of Tonkos we've done uh, pretty decent sized exhibitions in Japan um, but for the first time this year uh, our exhibition went to Seoul, Korea 
And also in Japan, instead of exhibition, we ran a, uh, a film festival uh, with the Tonkos Cafe that we dreamed of, you know, serving coffee that we like and, and all that, like um, on top of all the contents that we've been developing, we uh, ran with our partners uh, in respective countries. How did that go? I mean, I'll start with that. I'm, I, I feel nothing but pride, I feel like, for the achievement of, of the work that the Cree exhibition and the film festival were. Both of them were huge tasks and required above and beyond uh, work from people that, you know, were outside of Tonko House. Mm-hmm. Um, within Tonko House, I feel like, you know, the... I mean, I'm actually curious. The Japan Film Festival, largely, you know, you helmed out as far as like creative leadership and direction from Tonko House, uh, you helmed. Um, but I'm not going to lie. Like, you know, you and I this year, probably our relationship was the most challenged or most sort of like um, there's a redefinition of your and my relationship. Mm-hmm. Me taking on this role within the company, you kind of focusing on developing your own project alone on for the first time. Uh it wasn't easy, right? I mean, it wasn't pleasant even, I would say, all the time. But the film festival was one of those things that you were sort of helming with partners in Japan. Uh, to be honest, I was uh, pretty outside of that. Um, but it wasn't an easy project. Um, the the uh, Again, like in January of last year, you were in Japan mm-hmm. working with partners to develop a visual test for Oni at the same time. You were day in, day out. You were away from your family for the most part, and you were working at the same time on the film festival. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in Korea uh, setting up the new exhibition as well as talking to other business partners about other opportunities there. And mm-hmm. you and I met in the end of January to talk just to kind of mm-hmm. catch up because even at that point, like we weren't talking a whole lot mm-hmm. about everything that was going on. But I remember that conversation was really difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, it was partially me not being quite comfortable with this role and not mm-hmm. knowing how you and I should be communicating and talking about the future of mm-hmm. Tonko House. And, uh, you know, in particular, we talked about DK Feature was something, Dam Keeper Feature is something that we really wanted to make, but how do we move forward on it? Mm-hmm. Because of this, there was a lot of sort of differences. I don't think that you and I have a different vision for the company necessarily, but I think we we bumped up against each other mm-hmm. at the early part of this year in ways we just hadn't before. Mm-hmm. I, f- I, f- I don't know. What do you... I'm curious to I hear your in, perspective. In a way, the adjustment to the new roles, uh, you know, I told you this many times, but I think, uh, you know, someone who's been creatively... Uh, running all these projects together with you like at the equal level definitely has it i still do sometimes but you know this kind of feeling of a guilt that now i get to not that it's it's not fun to run tonko house i think it is fun i enjoyed that in the past four years but uh but i definitely you know benefited from the new role where I get to kind of focus on. Um, and then you have to do the bigger responsibility in terms of uh, running the company. Um, that's one thing that always kind of sat uneasy for me, like mm. put me in a space where I couldn't say no to something that I didn't want or, you know, I because I feel like, like I owe you, you know, like that mm. kind of feeling. Um, on top of that, you know, and on the flip side of it is like me not being involved with the uh, company decisions. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas like, you know, we started the company together. So of course, emotionally, practically it worked out amazing, but emotionally there is a part of me like, ah, I don't know what's going on. It's more like the, the fear of like, what's going to happen? Because it wasn't such a big change mm-hmm. in the history, in a very, very brief history of Tonko House. Um, and I think both you and I have been adjusting to the new roles and I, I, I guess it took us a while. Yeah. It took both of us a while to really be comfortable and not, you know, kind of project our, uh, 
uh, fear and insecurities, yeah. you know, uh, onto each other and and misunderstanding and just kind of over assumption and in a way uh, it got even worse because I was away from the studio for a long time yeah. this year. Yeah. I was in Japan uh, creating the Oni pilot test and then the film festival, running film festival. I spent almost like one third of the year in Japan this year. Yeah. Uh, so that, yeah, I just purely didn't talk to you as much as I always did. You yeah. Know? And it, it, in a way, like leading up to the film festival, my teammates almost became the team in Japan yeah. because it was just so much work. I spent more time with those guys, and in a way, just by default, there was a, a separation. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> Totally. Yeah, which I, I think, you know, again, like uh, these things are so, the company is not that, uh, there are parts of the company running a company that are really complicated. But at the end of the day, I, I feel like a lot of it is just human relationships. Um, I feel like the relationships I've built with people over this year has just shifted. Your relationship with me and, you know, we meet every Saturday uh, for breakfast, seven o'clock every week. We talk about all sorts of stuff, and it can range from what's going on in the company to what's going on at home to, you know, I think in many ways it's it's uh, just uh, us talking about whatever is important to us at that moment. Um, and I, I feel like in the same way, it's like that's made a huge difference in our relationship, but also... You know, you and I have creatively found a new way of working together. You're helming um, a new project, and uh, it's been really fun for me to get to work on it here and there. And also because I don't have to make the decisions, you know, it's like it's no longer decisions we make together. I can just write something or draw something and be like, hey, take it or leave it. And there's such a freedom to that that I feel like also hopefully you're getting the best of me because it's truly something that I enjoy doing and having fun with but I don't have an obligation I'm trying to help only and no obligation to for you to take it in a way um, that it's freeing it's very freeing um, and I think in that way too you and I have found a new way of working together that I actually believe is stronger mm -hmm. than even what we had before when we used to more equally partner with each other mm -hmm. um, I'm really excited about what you're making now and um not that I wasn't excited about what we were making before, but I could see now and appreciate, I think, in a way that I wasn't less, it was harder for me to appreciate at the time when we were working so closely together. Mm -hmm. um, and all, all of that, I think, is amazing. I, I don't, I never thought that that would be an aspect of all of this. I only, until like mid-year this year, saw it as like, oh, it's, this is going to be hard. Mm -hmm. But I actually feel like now, oh, I actually think I know how to, partner with you better than I did before. Mm -hmm. um, so those sorts of things are sort of things that have emerged out of this year that I just, you could have never known, mm -hmm. you know, I think for all intents and purposes, it could have gone the opposite direction um, in which, you know, maybe there would be no more Tonko House. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, because it is all in the end, it's all these misunderstandings or, mm -hmm. you know, your own sort of insecurities, my insecurities as a leader, knowing like, oh, everybody knows I'm just an artist, yeah. you know, and who's going to listen to me? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, this year, too, we have investment from a group called Mistletoe, mm -hmm. who's incredible partners, um, invest in largely technical tech companies, where I think it's only kind of content company. Uh, but they invest in companies that they truly believe are going to make an impact on the world in a positive way. And it's incredible to partner with them um, because one, of course, it gives us a bit of security mm -hmm. to experiment and play and, um, and not just play, but in a weird way, the, the, the most difficult thing and the most, the, the most amazing and most difficult thing they've given us is a bit of freedom, mm -hmm. a bit of space to kind of be ourselves and make mistakes, but also assert who we are. And, um, you know, my feeling is always like, kind of imposter syndrome. What did we do to deserve this? Mm -hmm. I don't even speak Japanese, so... Um, not, yet. Not, not yet. Mm -hmm. Not yet. Um, <laughs> but, you know, there's that feeling of insecurity. Sure. Uh, and I, I think, like, you know, same with us, like, just re redefining those relationships. My relationship with Chris has changed vastly, mm -hmm. you know, and 
my relationship with our producers has changed vastly. My relationship with Zen has like transformed and all of it I'm really excited about in a, in a weird way. I feel closer to everyone than I did at the beginning of the mm-hmm. year. Um, and I could not, this year has been the slowest year I feel like of my adult life. Uh, I feel so that meaning longest longest like I feel January you know in preparing for this I thought about the year and I just felt like oh my constantly I was coming up with it oh my gosh that was this year mm-hmm. the create exhibition was incredible it feels like a long time yeah. ago the it's film festival ago. yeah you know the film festival was was just this kind of surreal experience for me because I had very little as the first time I had very little to do with the planning of it mm-hmm. I really just showed up almost as a guest mm-hmm. It was incredibly powerful to realize how much that level of trust and kind of not being involved is humbling because you realize like, oh, great things can happen without you, mm-hmm. but empowering because you realize like there are such, you're, you're, we're surrounded by amazing people and an amazing community. Right. And I, I think it's both those things all at once. And Tonko House has always been about that to me, that sort of excitement, but also terror. And I think um, this year was such an extreme example of that. And I don't know. I don't know. You know, I, one thing I talked about too with you about this, I don't know that anyone out there listening really cares about hearing about any of this. Mm-hmm. This is my like therapy session of getting to talk to you because it's so rare that you and I, you know, the studio is pretty empty at mm-hmm. this point. Most people are on vacation and it's been a weird year. You know, it's been, it's definitely been a year of growth uh, for a lot of people here. At the end of the day, I think that as an artist, I'm stronger. Mm-hmm. I, I have like, um, even though I haven't been doing the amount of art that I've done in the past, I still do a lot of writing for myself. You know, I still draw here and there, but I think I have more conviction as to what I want to make, mm-hmm. what I want, how I want to spend time. Mm-hmm. And I do think that makes me a better artist. Mm-hmm. You know, I never am going to let go of that part of myself. Uh, and it took a long time for me to accept this role as CEO, to be mm-hmm. honest. Every once in a while, you know, I would have these weekend meetings with you or with Zen and in those most vulnerable moments, I would always say like, I just don't think I'm built for this. I don't think I can do this. And, and you told me quite a few times that you do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You, do it, you, know? you should do it. Yeah. You, you're better equipped for this, yeah. Because uh, I think uh, um, in a way, the, the beginning of the year, I know we had hard conversations. The festival was one project that just kind of went outside of your reach or the, your understanding, but then just got really big and um, good and bad. I think it kind of creates the feeling of a separation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, there was a moment where uh, I felt like you and I started to understand each other. At least I understood you more when I realized I thought I was having a hard time. Like, you know, I was just suffering, right? But then when I start to realize that you were having a hard time, I mean, even maybe even harder time, or it wasn't just about me, you know? Mm. Um, I think that's when we start to be vulnerable and we could, we could be okay with being vulnerable to each other and, mm-hmm. and share some of the difficult things that we're dealing with. And there's some stuff that you're dealing with, I had no idea. But at the time, I was like really working hard and running film festival and trying to get Oni mm-hmm. running. And I was just like really on the limit. And then I just didn't have a years to listen to your situation, you mm-hmm. know? And I think Zen was doing the same. Megan was doing the same. Everybody at Tonko was just working so hard. And yeah, I think that's one of the interesting things too, is that, you know, I think like being in this position, uh, I would love if everybody took time, you know, uh, on a day-to-day basis to always be on the same page. Mm-hmm. That's, but a lot of times I feel like the, the, the moments when people come to talk to you, usually it's not because everything's great. Mm-hmm. Do, do you know what I mean? Like when someone's like, Hey, can you find time for us to meet at yeah. this? It's not because like, Hey, I just want to tell you what a great job you're doing. You know, of course I, there are people and yourself included and who have taken the time to talk about you know and to support me in that way but a lot of times it's because something's not quite right Mm -hmm. and um and you know i I do feel like i i am someone who has a hard time just listening Mm -hmm. um and when sometimes that's what's required i i always try to like oh my gosh okay how do we solve this how do we Mm -hmm. and that's not always what's necessary i feel like but um 
because of that, I can kind of create more problems, but also it's not usually problems that can be shared with the bigger group. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the group I count on to help solve the problems that I face. Right. Um, so because of that, it becomes isolating. Um, two people that you know I've been meeting with on a month-to-month basis is uh, Maureen Fan and Alex Wu. Yeah, you know Maureen is the CEO of uh, Baobab Studios, and Alex is the head of Cuckoo Studios. We're all small studios. Uh, Baobab focuses and. Uh, VR, but they also do animated content and incredible group of people. Cap Cuckoo is kind of our, almost like our cousin that lives across the street. We work on one of their projects as an art department. Also ex-Pixar um, guys. guys. But we'll meet on a, for lunch once a month. We push to kind of meet once for lunch. And the kind of directive of that meeting is always to come to, with an ask to each other. Um, and uh, a lot of times I feel like there's just comfort in the fact that other people are sort of struggling in the mm-hmm. same way you are. Yeah. We don't necessarily share like business secrets or, but you know, we, we talk about some of the challenges we face and, um, and give each other a community because I think that, you know, a lot of times, again, there's certain things that you just can't talk about amongst mm-hmm. your company, your group, or without betraying a level of trust or, mm-hmm. and not that I talk to them about that, but I, I think there's like, we identify with each other in that way. Mm -hmm. And that's been also, you know, trying to find a community that is a different community than I think what I'm used to has also Mm -hmm. been a part of, um, and they're both incredibly much smarter people, (laughs) much more business savvy and, um, people than I am. And so, uh, it's always great to go to them for advice as well. But yeah, I, I think like this year has been about, you know, both for you and me and, uh, the company kind of, growing, mm-hmm. um, both in scale, community, mm-hmm. um, capability. Um, and I think we, just like when we made the short, I think we're still challenged with things we have not done. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what's great, but also um, there's certain things like that about Tonko House that I feel like I worry about the day when we are comfortable in what we're doing, um, that, you know, I, I first of all, I hope that one day we have a choice to embrace that. Mm-hmm. but. But at the same time, I do hope that we continue on a path of pushing ourselves as people, despite our age, capability, um, where the industry is. I think that this whole thing has been a journey about becoming, uh, well, for whatever it is, better better people, you know, knowing ourselves better and our capabilities better. So let's talk a little bit more about Korea Exhibition, because in a way, Korea Exhibition is, for me, the opposite of a film festival where I was not involved with the Korea Festival. So. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, but when I went to the opening, I I was just so blown away by the team in Korea. We had incredible partners uh, with Steve Yan and Mia, you know, his wife and they, the team, the couple just uh, with their team created this incredible, beautiful and big exhibition. Yeah. And Steve, you know, through this whole thing proved to be exactly as he was described, sort of a smart, capable person who really had conviction and belief in things. And he comes from the world of, I would say, management business, Mm -hmm. uh, working for uh, companies like Samsung or Cummings and Mm -hmm. um, uh, really uh, not the sort of people that we cross paths with, you know, within our community all the time. And, uh, but Steve was incredible because, again, during this point of transition for me, he was someone who had greater experience, greater knowledge, mm-hmm. very generous with kind of all that he's experienced and knows. And, you know, I really looked to him and still look to him as someone, as, 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 as a bit of a mentor, as well as a partner. Mm-hmm. I really loved the experience of uh, working with Steve and, and arriving there and seeing the exhibition mm-hmm. and... Uh, and getting to see our audience out in Korea. Mm-hmm. It, uh, the people that came in, we did a screening as well as we experimented with education. Pe- kids. Yeah, families and artists could come in and draw on our walls. Uh, Mike Dutton designed it. Uh, it was really beautiful. It was an experience this year that I feel like has helped define this year for mm-hmm. me. That I, I really hope that we continue to find ways in Korea to build upon mm-hmm. that. Um, I think more than anything uh the one of the great values of tonko house is the people that are surrounded and i think that you know we have incredible partners in korea yeah 
Well, let's talk about the projects that are oh, we're hoping we're we're actively developing right now and hoping to uh, uh, expand the team next year. We plan to expand next year to work on the pre-production of our mm-hmm. two shows that are going at the same time. Um, you, the, you know, obviously that we had the long negotiation, which is uh, always. Um, uh, kind of a, you know, a process that really tests your patience, you know, uh, and you kind of really took, you and Zen and Kane took such a, a big role kind of negotiating and talking to lawyers and can you talk a little bit about that and, and it's, it's uh, why, why does it take so long? Uh, I, I think that the landscape for kind of the value of content and um, the work is constantly changing, especially now with mm-hmm. new new sort of players emerging in the market and um, compared to maybe five years ago. And uh, I, I think also we're, we're inexperienced. You know, I, I don't think we have the sort of experience to be able to articulate on the front end, this is exactly what we want. Mm-hmm. I think ideally that's what you're able to do. And mm-hmm. Um, but also, I, I, I think that, uh, you know, we have an incredible team and um, these things just take time. I think that uh, this is a necessary part. You know, I, I think that a lot of artists um, don't love this part, don't like dealing with it. I think this is where it helps to build our company. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I can't really talk about the details of our deal necessarily, but all I would say is that, um I'm excited for, you know, the partnerships we've grown with different sort of Hollywood players and and distributors and things like that. And if anything, I feel like we are in a position to define our own fate, Mm -hmm. right? Like, I feel like that's what you fight for a lot of times Mm -hmm. is sort of a, the capability to, to make what you want to make in the fashion you want to make it and for your company to be uh, retain either rights or uh, value um, for a production, but you know we we take pride in sort of our projects in a, in a, in a way that I feel like um, our partners really respect. And, mm-hmm. But because of that, I think we're a little bit unique sometimes mm-hmm. um, for what we ask for and mm-hmm. what we negotiate for. Recently, we did announce that we are working with Apple. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know Apple, you know, and another project is the the my project with Netflix, and that's like all over. But then it's interesting, right, to see the how these two distributors are treating their contents uh, very differently. Their strategy is very different, um, and uh, we are very excited that we we are experiencing both, you know, mm-hmm. at the same time. Um, but because, uh, you know, to me, negotiation being long is still part of such a great learning curve as a studio. Because mm-hmm. once we, as you said it, like we haven't really experienced much of this kind of deal making, you know, and, and then just every time we do it, we did it with a DK Future. But every time we do these things that we learn and we know how what's important to us and what's not important to us. And, uh, you know, we're in a very great place. As you said, there's no guarantee, but we're in a very great place to uh, make both original contents uh, that we believe in, our artists are so passionate about, but potentially very different path. Um, Just if you could talk a little bit about like what to expect, you know, especially for the audience, what because they probably can't see too much of that yet next year because um, we're going to be making into probably the following year but um... we're really fortunate again to have these two different very different groups um, that we're able to collaborate with and and work with and I, I think that it's pretty obvious to me that um, yeah, Netflix is is an interesting place I mean you know we go down to go visit mm-hmm. Netflix and like everybody's yeah, there you know all the rock stars. Yeah, there's all this incredible community yeah. of artists they've put together. They're all office by office making their own original thing, and it just there's an energy to it yeah. that is just so. It's just exciting. I mean, it's yeah. just there's so much energy, and um, I'd say that Netflix is that right. Mm-hmm. It's this like incredible ball of energy that 
um, it really feels like they, everyone right now has the same ambition to make stuff, you know, and that's great. And I, I'd say Apple is very much what you would expect. You know, they're, they're incredibly thoughtful and um, they are very selective. And, and I, I love the difference between them because I don't necessarily think that, and this seems like the most neutral thing to say, but I don't necessarily think one is better than the other. Right, of course. I just feel like they're very different paths and I feel like they're appropriately chosen for the content that we're making. And um, I'm just excited to see how it all sort of works out. I, I, I don't, my hope and my ambition now is to get both projects like full steam ahead mm -hmm. going. Mm -hmm. and. For where they are right now, it's a lot of work. Mm -hmm. um, and it's always feast or famine, right? It's mm -hmm. like either things are going at 100 miles per hour or you're, you're sitting waiting. And um, so, you know, when we're negotiating, I know like everyone's sitting and waiting, like, okay, let's go. Mm -hmm. And in the meantime, we're working on different things and other things. And, uh, but once it goes, it's like, okay, you need X, Y, Z. You need all these things mm -hmm. to get going now. And um, I wish it was a little more like, even keel a little yeah. more spread out, but I feel like this is the nature of the beast. And, um, and because of it, I think, you know, television is very different than feature film. Mm -hmm. Also serial work is very different. The budgets are different. The schedule is different. The writers are different. Um, even a streaming, it's kind of almost dangerous to say television, right? Cause television, I mean, you know, our writer on Oni right now, she's done so many television series before and she's saying like a streaming is very different mm. uh, because there's no commercial break um, and that's actually a huge part of the storytelling for television <laughs> writing totally, it, totally. i think uh, the, the, i feel like you know we all come from feature film world that we have so much adjustment to yeah. make uh, yeah i think there's some of that too that will be put to the test mm -hmm. of prioritizing what's really important and uh, in making something and putting our stories out there. Mm -hmm. um, so I think because of that, it'll be very different. Yeah. You know, I'm so excited for not just like what we will make, but who we will be on the other end of this, um, I think is pretty exciting. But when we make stuff, what I hope is that it, it's able to capture what, you know, like what you want to say, what Chris wants to say, what I want to say, what, the people here, you know, Megan, Courtney, uh, you know, all of our artists here want to say, and I hope on some level it embodies that. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's a big success regardless. Um, but it's challenging, I think. It's not as easy, you know, I, I, we've said this before, but making things is so much harder than it seems. You know, you go to the movie theater, you pay a ticket, you sit down and you watch, there's so many movies out there, but... I gotta say, going through this whole process really creates such an appreciation for good or bad films, good or bad content. The number of people that it takes to believe in something, to get it up on screen is incredible to me. And holy cow, what an achievement. Um, so I just wanna be there yeah. where you know we're able to get up what, what we set out to do in a way. Um, but. Every day of it is a fight. Every day of it is sort of, I, I got to say, especially at the end of the year, every single day, there's always something that you come in in the morning and you think like, oh, today should be a fairly light day, but mm -hmm. something always breaks, you know, whether, whether it's um, kind of a relationship in people, whether it's expectations, mm -hmm. whether it's a contract or, um, you know, something always breaks. Mm -hmm. And um, it's kind of the nature of it. You have to kind of love that part of it, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you'll go crazy. Mm -hmm. um, and I think this year, both of us got pushed to the brink of going crazy. Mm -hmm. um, but kind of cool that we made it to the end, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. 2019, Tonko House turned five this year. Um, yeah, we're in the sixth year right now. I mean, did you think we would make it this far? Honestly? I don't think so. I think it just looked different, right? Yeah. We thought we would the film would be feature film would be done yeah. by now, yeah. um, but all things happen for a good reason. I feel like. Um, I mean, especially just the changing landscape of the industry is really uh, affected how we where we are today. Yeah. You know, uh, it was happening, but it was not the way it ended up. Like 
you know, when we started. Yeah, no, totally. Um, I think maybe to end this podcast, you want to talk a little bit about like what you see in the business of animation or content story telling, you know? Yeah, I, I think that uh, all of these groups that are, you know, there's all sorts of new players and emerging players. Streaming is this new platform that's super exciting. Because of that, right now, content is, feels like content is king. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are buying up stories and um, characters and worlds. And uh, I think that's really exciting. I also don't think it'll last forever. Yeah. Um, and I, I think like this is a period of time where I think everyone wants to be that indie project that takes a risk and breaks through and finds an audience that people couldn't see before that pushes the capability of what people's understanding of what animation can do and the stories that animation can tell will be broken. Mm -hmm. um, that's my hope. That's, I think, a lot of people's hope uh, is that the content that leads will be both commercially successful as well as um, creatively, mm -hmm. uh, narratively, from a filmmaker standpoint, successful. Mm -hmm. um, that would be amazing. My worry is that this sort of kind of content that will rise above will be the same sort of content that animation has been known to, to the kinds of stories that animation has been expected to create. Um, I hope that that creative box gets bigger through this sort of opportunity that we have, but that's up to the audience. That's up to the creators. Yeah. And that's what I mean. I feel like very in sync with the industry in the sense that we have nothing to complain about as Tonko House. We've gotten incredible opportunities this year. We're in a position to really make what we want, but it's up to us. We have to prove to our audience, our partners, that we're capable of making something beyond just an artistic statement, but something that speaks to a broader audience to a, a wider group of people and identify with them on a, on a, on a human level. Mm -hmm. I think that's the opportunity we have through the stories that we have. We can't blame anybody, I don't feel. Um, I feel like we're being given every opportunity that we could possibly wish for. Um, but this is the hardest place to be. It's much like mistletoe investing in us. Yeah. They really believe in us. And there's nothing harder, I have to say. There's something really kind of... In a, in a way, they're like, look, we trust you, but trust is so hard because you're like, okay, so now what? You're not telling me what to do. You're not, you're not sort of saying I have to do this or have to do that. You're, you're sort of saying, just be you, go make the great things that you set out to do. And I, I, I feel like that's where the industry is right now. Yeah. There's incredible opportunities. Um, it's on us, uh, our community to really make films, you know, not just, I love cartoons. And I think cartoons can be filmed too. And I feel that, um, I just think that our industry is in, is so hungry to, to just shake things up. Mm -hmm. Every time I talk to artists and they're so excited about doing something new, doing something fresh, original, and, and they're out there. But I think that it takes a whole audience. It takes everybody sort of looking for those things and, uh, finding its way out there. And I, I think that um, it's in, I guess it's sort of this, we talk a lot about Eastern versus Western sort of ideas of heroism and, and um, stories. And, uh, you know, the Western ideal is that the, the single person can make a difference. Mm -hmm. And I do believe in that. Mm -hmm. You know, I do believe that the story that you're going to tell or, or you know, Tonko House is going to tell has the capability to have greater impact than uh, we ever dreamed. Mm -hmm. um, but that really depends on how relatable that story is, how compelling and how empathetic we can be and how important the message is behind it and how it speaks to a greater people. Um, but man, that's so exciting. Mm -hmm. You know, like I don't think the industry was here five years ago. Yeah, I um, And I think that this is it and this is the window mm -hmm. and I hope you know, I know other studios are making the most of it, and I just want Tonko House to be doing the same. And uh, it's an incredible community of independent filmmakers out there that are now getting a shot um, 
to fill the gap between what the major studios are doing and what independent studios are doing. I just hope it doesn't become artistic expressions for our own community. Mm-hmm. I think that's those are important films to tell, but I also think in this opportunity, I hope that we speak to a larger group of people than just ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, because I love, I love the art, I love the craft, but I also think that it's time for our generation of filmmakers and storytellers to step up and start to tell those stories that define our generation of animation. Um, and I don't know what that is, but I, 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 I want to I wanna push our studio to kind of be a part of that. But uh, yeah, we have so much to look forward to, but as you said it, um, freedom comes with, with responsibility. Um, I think it's on us to use this opportunity next year. Well, so thank you so much, Robert Kondo. Yeah, um, thank you. 2019. 2019. All done.